During the 1960s and 70s, the world's two largest superpowers vied to be the first to put a human on the surface of our closest planetary neighbor, the Moon. Both the United States and the Soviet Union spent an immense amount of manpower and resources in order to study and map the lunar surface in preparation for this massive endeavor. NASA's Apollo missions from 1969 to 1972 put a total of 12 people on the moon. From these missions, valuable information and data were gathered that perhaps raised more questions than answers for scientists studying our lunar companion. Rocks that had been gathered from the surface displayed magnetic properties that challenged previous theories of the moon not having a magnetic field at all. Seismometers placed on the moon picked up incredible readings that prompted remarks that the moon rings like a bell during impacts on the lunar surface. Even with the incredible amount of information learned about the moon to date, scientists are still debating about the origins of the moon and its many mysteries. This case file joined the theorists as they cut deep into the moon's cheesy baked crust to explore the lunar interior in... The Hollow Moon Theory. Welcome to Alien Theorist Theorizing, Case File 168, The Hollow Moon Theory. I'm Braden. I'm Zell. I'm Dan. <laughs> and I'm Andrew. I love how just as we started, everyone's cameras Everyone just went exploded. <laughs> um, this is uh, going to be an interesting case file today because it, to be honest, for me... Um, I feel like we've debunked this entire thing because oh, I thought yeah. we decided that no one's, we haven't been on the moon and all this hinges on the fact that we've been to the moon. Uh, well, you're still, uh, mm, you're still on that, are you? Well, I so, mean, there doesn't have to, if, if there's alien bases on the moon, then if we haven't been to mo the moon, that would make more sense. Yes. Now, I mean, I did the research obviously with, you know, I had to read everything with quite a few grains of salt uh, to believe it, but uh, it's interesting stuff. They tried to prove stuff with math. Ah. Yeah. Ugh. I don't understand math. Poppycock. Dude, it makes more sense that they went to the moon because there was alien bases there. Not because it was made of cheese? Well, depends on the cheese, I guess. Special well, tell that to Wallace and Gromit, all right? <laughs> Okay, where where does this theory start? It's it's a it's a fun one. You can go a lot of different ways. So how do, how do we start with this one? Um, I mean, you could really start with this one. With number one, the moon is weird. That's a fact. The moon is a strange yeah, thing. Super it weird. is not strange. We are not one hundred percent sure of a lot of things about the moon. Most of the stuff that we do know about the moon is like little bits and pieces in the in the grand scheme or the grand scale of everything. We only know kind of small bits and pieces about the moon itself. A uh, couple right. quick facts about the moon. Uh, it's 22,000 miles away from earth. That's 384, 472 kilometers for all our stones throw. Yeah. Right there. 
It's not that <laughs> it's far. right there. It has a radius of 1,079.4 miles. Uh, it is the fifth largest natural satellite in the solar system, and it is the biggest when compared with its host body, with the Earth. So it is like compared to uh, the size of its, you know, its orbiting body or whatever. It's uh, it's the largest, which is kind of strange. It's unique in the entire but, solar wait, system. But it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. We're we're a size positive podcast. Okay, so we like you the way you are, Moon. All right. right. It, it is it is weird. That is one of the weirder facts, though. That like the, the ratio between the Moon and Earth is it being so big? Yeah, because like yeah, how it does it doesn't really. That's one of the massive like massive things about this theory is like how the how the Moon got there, and we're gonna, we're going to get there in a bit. With some more theories, but it just that's just it's so weird how it's so big and it's such close proximity. Earth. Yep. We do know that the moon uh, does help stabilize our planet's, you know, angular wobble that it has on its axis and it actually helps stabilize our climate uh, to some extent. Uh, it does affect our, it affects things like our tides and, and all this kind of neat stuff. Uh, one of the things that is, uh, like Zell said already, is uh, scientists are still debating over how old our moon is and how it formed. So there are a lot of there are a couple of leading theories about how our moon formed, but none of them really. Some fit kind of models, but there's still bits and pieces that are missing, and we're, we're not quite sure where it came from. So um, the moon, without the moon, this planet would not be able to have complex life. I don't think that's even like debated anymore because because the just holding the planet at the same axis point pretty much was a very one degree like every thousand years or something because if, if without it and the, if the planet started like tumbling, you would have no way to like regulate seasons or weather. It would just be fucking wild all over the place. Sure. Some scientists have thrown out the theory that the, the, it, the way that the moon interacts with earth on like a gravitational, uh, scale, like pushing the pushing and pulling of the moon, uh, uh affecting tides, affecting, you know, geographic formation, things like that. Uh, actually jump-started or aided in the in the creation of life, that it kind of stirred things up to some extent. And Dude, perhaps and, would have... And the, the moon acting as just a meat shield for asteroid impacts? Yes, it is our big right? shield. That's why we're not getting slammed with meteors and, and asteroids all the time because it's, it's, gravi it's gravity actually... Well, yeah, it, a lot of stuff does hit the moon, but also the moon kind of throws stuff off of uh, like their trajectory, like off of away from just, us. Yeah. Not necessarily attracts it, but pushes it off enough that it doesn't directly hit earth. Sure. Yeah. So the biggest theory or the leading theory that uh, the scientists are kind of still trying to prove uh, of how our moon form is the, the first one I'll talk about is the, the impact theory that there was a, some some scientists say something around like a Mars-sized body collided with the Earth in its early formation sometime around, uh, they're kind of estimating, 4.5 billion years ago. And so the debris from the Earth and this thing that slammed into Earth, and I think uh, a lot of scientists refer to it as Thea, uh, this, this, this mystery body that may have collided with, with Earth. Yeah. Um, AKA planet X, AKA planet X or planetesimal <laughs> or something. It, they accumulated around earth, like it spun around earth and then, you know, accreted into the, the moon as we, as we see it today. 
that was still in a kind of a molten state. And then so uh, like uh, some scientists say as recently as 100 million years ago, uh, there was still like magma on the surface of the moon. And then this ended up like crystallizing and then forming what is now the lunar crust. Now, so that's the theory of like the impact theory, which I think makes sense. And the other theory is like the mo most moons either form because of that, like they get captured and like the impact between those two bodies ended up so that one body got, gets captured, they get like locked together. Or like moons form like, it's like an accretion disk, which was like the dust of creation that this everything slowly forms. But that doesn't make sense in the theory because after, like the rocks they brought home, Braden from the moon. <laughs> from the moon. From the moon, yeah, yeah. the mythical moon. <laughs> from Florida. The way they date them, they actually date that the, the moon rocks are actually older. So it makes sense that it came from a different body. So that's how they kind of deduce it down to like some giant celestial impact. And part of the reason they think that too is that it would have hit where the Pacific Ocean probably was just because the mass of like gouge out of that side of the planet. That's one of the theories, but. Uh, so we have uh, data about the moon. The information about the moon has mostly been gathered through the bits of exploration that humans have done uh, since pretty much the, the end of, well, early 1960s. Uh, the, the first moon exploration mi mission was actually by the Soviet Union, and they sent Luna 1 and Luna 2 in 1959, uh, the U.S. in preparation for their landing on the moon, staging, <laughs> yeah, staging of the landing on the moon, um, sent actually three robotic missions to prepare for the human exploration. You had the Rangers sent in 1961 through 1965. Those were impact probes. So they sent those and they just crashed them into the moon. Um, you had the lunar orbiters from 1966 and 1967 uh, to actually map the surface of the moon and then find an appropriate landing site for uh, the human astronauts. And then you had your surveyors in 1966 and 1968, to, uh, which were actually soft landers. So they kind of just you know, put down on the moon, not just slam into there. And then you had July 20th, 1969, the Apollo missions. Uh, started their landing on the moon and those went on, you know, the Apollo missions, 1969 to 1972. And since then, uh, other countries have been to the moon, not after the, the United States missions, you don't have any more humans visiting to the moon. Uh, up until now, there's plans to go back. We've, we've already kind of talked about that a couple times, but you have, other, it's coming. So you have a, a, a number of other uh, space agencies besides NASA, which have visited the moon. Until now, you have European space agencies been there, Japan, China, India. Uh, China landed two more rovers, the most uh, recent one being the Chang'e one, uh, which landed on the far side of the moon in 2019, or the dark side of the moon. Yeah. So from all this stuff that we've gathered about the moon, there, there are still weird things about the moon that we don't fully understand. Um or that seem really strange. Uh, one of the things that is probably people say, like like we talked about, the the dark side of the moon, or what people consider the dark side of the moon. Um, far side, yeah. Right. The far side of the moon would be more accurate because the, the moon does have a day cycle. The sun does touch all parts of the moon. 
except only one face of the moon actually faces the earth. It doesn't rotate um, like other bodies, like other celestial bodies. It, it just stays in it's tidally Perfect. locked title locked. Right. Yeah. So it's it, to me that that like that aspect of the moon is always like the most intriguing to me that there's this celestial body that is perfectly still, but yet rotating the earth, like not even the slightest turn or nothing. Perfectly, perfectly still in space. Right. Getting pummeled by asteroids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. <laughs> getting pummeled. Like you said, it's what would you say? A meat shield. Yeah. Right. You yep. think that one of these things would have skipped across the side of it or something. Right. And just more of a cheese shield. Yeah. Cheese yeah, shield. More accurate. It's a cheese uh, shield. But you think something would have just like, you know, shifted it or hit it and then it would just continually spin. Well, it just even if it was ever so slightly. That's part of the cr the craziness is that say it was formed out of we're going with this theory for now that it was formed out of a collision. Like the amount of energy that cl collision would have had, like it doesn't make that's why a lot of people think this is like it's hard to explain is it doesn't make sense why like after that collision it became tidally locked. It's still like de heavily debated. Like why not? Why not spin slowly? Why be perfectly tight, like locked? It, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's still unclear. Scientists are still fighting about it, trying to figure out or try to fit models or theories into models that would explain why the moon essentially stopped spinning. Uh, there's some evidence. It's badass. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's <laughs> whatever's in its way. It doesn't matter. It's not going to spin. <laughs> it's not going to move. I don't Fuck dance. That. No. We do know that there are earthquakes or moonquakes that happen on the moon pretty frequently. Uh, so frequently that scientists are actually kind of, uh, kind of at an impasse at this point, or they're trying to develop or figure out what materials would be best to build a certain, uh, like habitation on the moon. Like what, what could you build on the moon that would be, uh, or what materials could you use that can stretch and flex and bend and not completely collapse under the, like the, these, which are, some of these are pretty frequent uh, occurrences. You actually have like three different types of seismic events that we know about. We have the deep moon quakes, which occur uh, halfway to the center of the moon. And these scientists consider them to be uh, relatively small. You would probably compare them to an earthquake of that probably has about a magnitude of one or less. Then you have these other ones. You have the shallow moon quakes, which are probably about a magnitude five, but don't occur as frequently. And then you have the meteor impacts, which can cause, um, it, well, can occur. And then these have a large range of magnitudes because, again, because that would depend on the size of, you know, a meteorite, what, what was smacking into the moon. Right. So we do know that there is water on the moon, which is a big change from a while ago. We never thought there was water on the moon, but now we think there's more water on the moon than we thought before. We talked about on Space News, like just in the summer, how they think there was like untold amount, untold amounts of water or ice, I should say, under the, like especially at the caps. Sure. Yeah. So there's evidence supporting that there is large amounts of water on the moon and we just have to figure out you know scientists are being like well if there's water on the moon we just need to figure out how to get at it and then that would definitely there's aid wa water in, on the moon yeah then there's life on the moon well yeah then there's aliens <laughs> on the moon how to get at it if you've been there before you just walk over to it i mean nestle is already planning <laughs> their uh their colony you know their space colony up there so once they heard about that well obviously you know nestle's in charge of big water yeah, they've already yeah. filed for a patent for moon 
Moon water. Moon water. Water. Yeah, it was fucking moon juice, man. Charge a fortune for it. Water's all over that shit. And then... Heavily irradiated water. (laughs) Delicious. Mm. So now you get to this idea that um, there's this theory going around in certain circles that the moon perhaps is actually hollow. Bum, because bum, of bum. all these strange things that about the moon, there, there, there are so many things that we don't understand about the moon. You have this idea of the hollow moon or the spaceship moon uh, that have exist. This theory uh, seems to have come from in, Star Star Wars. <laughs> well, yeah, no, before Star really? Wars, no, before like Star Wars, the Death Star. But that's I wouldn't be surprised if that's where where what Dan's about to talk about is where Star Wars got the inspiration for Death Star. But well, the Death Star. So in 1970, you had two Soviet scientists, uh, Michael Vassin and or Vassin and Alexander Sherbakov, which came more up- accent, <laughs> more accent, Dan. Yeah, Alexander <laughs> Sherbakov. I guess I, can, I can't get my Russian accent real. Alexander Sherbakov. Alexander Sherbakov. Sherbakov. Yeah, no good. It's yeah. Not gonna, it's no, Sherbert. So then uh, they, they were uh, a part of what was then known as the Soviet Academy of Sciences, and they advanced this hypothesis that the moon uh, was actually a spaceship that had been created by perhaps <laughs> unknown beings. That's fucking I, I don't know how awesome. much of a hypothesis is, it was, or if it was just them vodka. smoking weed and he goes <laughs> drinking vodka, vodka and he's like, yeah. Yeah, well, what if a moon is filled with alien? <laughs> and <laughs> then they're like, yeah. Let's go with it. Well, I mean... It's more of a fucking hollow head theory than a hollow moon theory. No, think about it. Give give it a shot. We talked about how it's... Like, why is the moon... Like, why is it tidal locked? Why is it so big? Spaceship. Was put there on purpose. That makes way more sense. Because if you think for a second that if you were terraforming a planet and imagine Earth was... Like, had all... It's in the habitable zone... Right, everything looks good except it's fucking spinning. The weather's wild, right? You have no seasons. It's hot. It's cold. It's all over the place. And you're like, hey, we can just park one of our fucking our little pretend moon bases here, observe the planet, let it sit there, and uh, right, let life do its thing. For sure. Yeah. The whole planet's getting cool. devastated by space debris. The weather is wild because it's has no axis. You're an advanced alien species who've been here for God knows how long. You drive in your planet-sized spaceships, looking for the right planet, park it out in front, and then you set up shop. This is why it's title locked. Does not, the title lock has nothing to do with anything except that they can park on the back and we can't see them. So like, they're doing it because they, our atmosphere is good, or are they doing it because it's like a fucking... Truman Show for aliens, like they're just hanging out in this fucking spaceship <laughs> with telescopes, watching us do shit. What's what's going on here? Well, you you could say both, probably. Okay. You could say I can dig it. You could say that maybe the planet is so like Earth, like an Earth is super rare, let's say, and when they find one, they uh they try and advance life on it, or they do that, but also play science experiments on the planet as they watch from the moon. Okay. Now, I know we're kind of getting a little off topic, but I love it right now. I like this a lot because if you think of if the moon was placed there in order to terraform a planet, like that's what they did. They're like, what do we do? Like this, this planet here is it's in the zone. If we put a moon there, right, we can observe 
observe and <laughs> observe and uh, observe and report. Observe and report. <laughs> keep tabs and just you know kind of report back when this planet is ready for our like our species or what or whatnot, right? Uh, and then if you think about like maybe we are just like essentially like humans, we're just like <laughs> the byproduct of like life just growing. And as we've created like nuclear weapons and stuff, these things like the you know obviously the moon they're spying on us from the moon. When they see us start blowing up bombs, they're like, "All right, listen, you filthy apes! Like we've been working on terraforming this planet for thousands of years." And you guys are not blowing bombs. And so they've now come in and been in contact because. Uh, the old smarten up. Yeah, the old smarten up, right? Like this is, this. Y- yes, you're on this planet, but we're making it for us. Or maybe it's just like a science experiment, right? For a larger civilization. We're just a Petri dish, essentially. Giant ant farm. Yeah. Yeah. And they're sitting there with a microscope just or a fucking uh, magnifying glass letting shit pop off that's where that theory goes but dan what what i mean we, what else do people i think we need to relax on our theories already no we gotta get uh, yeah we wait, oh, we're, might, gonna get, yeah, we're, we're gonna get we're gonna get deep it. so that's they started it dan what else why other why do people think it's hollow what other reasons so an, another reason or another uh piece of evidence that people claim supports the idea of a hollow earth is that the, you hear this ah, fuck you hear this thrown around all the time uh you hear the when the moon was struck it rang like a bell, uh, or, or the quote to, to to some effect. It sounds like that. Uh, it's always yeah. like the moon rang like a bell. It didn't actually when ring. When the moon was struck, it struck <laughs> like a bell. That's That's terrible. That was, that was terrible. <laughs> you had the perfect opportunity to go bang a gong, get it yeah. on. Little. What? Isn't that the, that's, that's a the, way he better He said he, he started, he started with when the moon. No. Yeah. That's what he said. It says, you don't say when the bang, the gong, get it on. No, I was just say that's, uh, I like that song better. More what? fitting. You don't like being your... serenaded while you eat pizza. You wasted your reference of that song then on Andrew's joke. Yeah. I did. Now yeah, you can't you use it. I mean, when the moon hits your you eye, like a big it. pizza pie. Like a big, that's more. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Mm-hmm. There we go. So uh, right, that that go. quote or or that kind of statement uh, stems from the Apollo twelve experiment where they crashed uh, when they crashed the lunar module uh, into like into the moon. It was it was part of an experiment because uh, the Apollo the Apollo missions had placed seismo- seismometers uh, to measure yep. the seismic activity in the moon. Uh, one interesting thing is they place seismometers, but that's only actually in a relatively small area of the moon because you can't, you know, drive everywhere around the moon Mm -hmm. in your little lunar lander and thing. But they put down these things. So in order to get measurements to, you know, uh, give us some data about the moon or how the moon works or whatever, they smashed uh, lunar modules into it to get, you know, moonquakes. And so they said yep. that these moonquake tremors lasted up to 55 minutes. That the the vibrations caused by the impact of like Apollo 13's Saturn rocket booster, which is equivalent to 11 tons of TNT going off, uh, actually left mm. the moon, uh, you know, quaking for three hours and 20 minutes. 
This is the same equipment show that. Like you just you can just imagine the little needle that they sh- use for like uh, the Richter the Richter scale when they show earthquakes. You can just imagine that going for an hour. Right. And yeah. I, th- I think even after didn't they drop an even bigger rocket and rang for like almost three hours or something? Right. That's what the uh, did I just say that the Saturn mark the Saturn yeah, rocket. You, oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So it's the equivalence of eleven tons of TNT. So so you kind of get an idea that the ringing like a bell thing doesn't it doesn't really refer to like it making a sound or making it hollow it's that the the actual the reverberations within the moon it just kept shaking right similar to how a bell <laughs> similar to a bell shakes. so it's like an analogy uh, well it is an analogy but it, it refers to that not the sound that it make or that it had a hollow sound like a bell it was that the moon actually reverberates a m- much more than the earth. And some scientists can explain this by saying that, um, you know, vibrations from earthquakes, uh, on earth usually die in half a minute, right? Even the longest ones don't last last longer than two minutes. Right. Yeah. So what is, isn't that something to do with like the water or something? like Right. That? So there, oh, yeah. So there's a thing called, uh, it, what they said it's, it's called, uh, like chemical weathering. And so, uh, within the earth, like the water absorb absorbs, like, or it weakens stone and then expands the structure of some materials and, and minerals. And then the energy, energy that gets through the structure, it just kind of absorbs it and deadens the vibrations. So then you don't, you don't have as much like the moon, whereas the moon is dry. It's cool. And, and from what we can tell, it's mostly rigid. Uh, so it's just like a chunk of stone, or it seems to be like a solid chunk of stone. So the, the vibrations just set it vibrating and it lasts for a really long time. Uh, it just keeps going and, uh, until, you know, until it wears itself out, but for, or for a long time, or it has a steel shell. Sure. (laughs) Because, so this is a theory. Number two on hollow moon is the, I thought it was a cheese shield. The outside is shield. The outside is cheese, and then okay, it's a spongy cheese. Yeah. So yeah, you have an outside cheese layer. Right. A sh- uh, okay. So something covering the inner ship. Sure. Mm-hmm. And that's why the asteroid, like the the impacts that hit the moon, seem to be similar depths of craters. And they're saying that, I guess that the it, there's only so much rock, or what we know of rock. But as underneath of it, there that is the actual steel because they, I don't know, I'm not sure what they they because they did find some like a lot of weird metals on the moon that's not anything like on Earth. But I wasn't I was trying to put that together of why they think it was a steel shell. I thought it, I thought it was something to do with that because it's it's interesting that most of the impact craters are very similar depth that there's some sort of like whatever's hitting can only hit to a certain depth. Right. Because then it's hitting the whatever the solid s- structure. So that's the top layer is just a facade to make it look like yeah. a planet. Yeah. Or like okay, let's say let's let's say if this is something this big. That for a second, imagine that that's a craft that big. Would it not like that mass would have its own gravitational pull? So is it too much to say that like over the course of them moving it from wherever it has it's essentially collected space dust (laughs) you know what i mean like just layers and layers and layers of space dust 
just just the gravity of the ship itself kept, yeah. get, kept getting struck by stuff and that stuff just kind of layered up breaks and, apart and then hey eventually it, settles onto the surface if we're talking in the span of eons here millions or billions of years of them to fly the spaceship across or what however they got it here maybe it was like some type of time rift or anything but yeah maybe i like that because that, that would be a lot it'd be a lot of a lot of dirt to backfill onto it and make yeah <laughs> you need a little help so it's either space dust or like really sweet space camo yes yeah yeah space camo i like <laughs> yeah. that yeah space camo it's cool and space camo looks like you know like Someone who used to be like a teenager with really bad zits, and then they picked them and grew up to have pock marks <laughs> all over their face. Yes, and so fucking Accutane. <laughs> speaking of pock marks, one of the biggest ones and largest ones on the moon is the South Pole Aitken Basin, which is essentially a it is a giant impact crater on the far side of the moon, and it expands approximately two thousand kilometers along its long axis Jesus. and it is actually the largest impact crater that we know about in the solar system that's bananas right and so not if that's where the propulsion device is for the ship <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. so just recently it was like like last year 2019 we got a better look at the south pole aiken basin thanks to the the chinese uh rover chang e and what they detected under there was extremely interesting because they found something within that basin within (gasps) that crater they said that there's there seems to be a mass a solid mass uh that is probably about 300 kilometers beneath the surface of the moon and it is like it's it's denser than the rest of the moon it's not it doesn't seem to be like a part of the moon so it is a it is something that either the leading theory is a foreign body (laughs) the leading theory is that uh they've used computer simulations uh to possibly uh model an, an asteroid impact that perhaps this asteroid had some type of iron nickel core and pretty much slammed in up some sort of, you know, it could have been an asteroid or like a planetesimal or like a protoplanet that slammed into the moon uh, either during its kind of like magma period or something uh, or, or during its, its early formation. And this, this iron nickel core actually lodged itself within the moon and never, it never, fell apart like or got melted or anything like that like you normally would see with other planets it would just become part of the planet uh but this this mass j- is just sitting there in the bo- in that basin uh you know 200 miles beneath the surface and they don't really i mean we don't know 100% what it is it's vibranium sure yes <laughs> vibranium it's a lot of vibra- i think it's meteor- meteorite it, People say they were when they talk about it in, in some in some some of the videos and things like that. I said they said it's small or relatively small, but it's still like the size of Hawaii or something like one of the large island of Hawaii. So it's like it's pretty big. That's a big chunk of rock, right? Or alien space base, or Transformers Ark slammed in there, or yeah. cheese, or yeah, that's the propulsion system, and the moon is not met necessarily maybe a hollow spaceship maybe it was just put there and that's the propulsion system used and that still used it still used to terraform the planet 
but it's not artificial. They just moved a rock from one place to another. Right. And um, actually, you know, scientists have actually talked about or, you know, there it's been discussion about when the when the idea of space colonization comes up. I've read in some articles in this where scientists have kind of argued or they put forth the idea that perhaps the most cost effective or perhaps the most efficient way to begin colonization or would be to actually hollow out larger bodies or, or celestial bodies. So if you like had a large asteroid or a thing like a protoplanet, like a moon, you could actually just hollow it out and then you would just push it to wherever you want it to go instead of building a, a giant ship. I mean, this, this would kind of probably hinge on the idea that if it took a long time to get where you're going, if you're trying to build like a generational ship or something like that, it'd probably be easier just to, you know, to, to build your, your ship within the moon or the asteroid, and then just kind of push it wherever you want it to go. You don't have to build this entire structure or the entire, you know, an entire giant. Unless they, unless they like tow it, like imagine they tow it like some sort of intergalactic tugboat <laughs> and that metal, like that chunk of metal is essentially what was the anchored it as they told, whether it be through some sort of field or whatever, but that was the, how they latched on to the moon to get it where it needed to be. So yeah. you're using some sort of powerful magnetic force or something like that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't even have to be actual like a cable. It could be yeah, like a mag, like a magnet or a gravitational beam or some type of tractor beam, just pulling it along. Yeah, but yeah, as far as using like the, so we talked about it in the summer as well as they found those giant lava tubes on the moon. Mm -hmm. They did. And they're like you yeah. could you could like house full cities. So it'd be yeah, way easier instead of like building stuff on the surface where it could get pummeled or your and your like direct line of radiation. You use a natural cave, which is probably, I don't like, it's probably pretty well sealed. You seal yeah. one end up or something, right? And they're actually, I think they said they would, they would be somewhat more ideal than, uh, like, cause they would probably have better structural integrity than lava tubes on earth because they'll, they'd be less prone to collapsing in on themselves due to the reduced gravity of the moon. And you yeah. could also like, you could just go in there and just blow up a bunch of circus tents, essentially like on the inside to form into the cave. Right, and you bring right? your moon like bears you, you, you and could, your moon elephants and your moon clowns. Yeah, 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 and you have and a then you got set, your bouncy up, castle set up set right up for there. a good old party. Moon circus, moon circus. Oh man, that's a dope name um, for a band, actually. Fucking fuck, I'm writing that moon, down. Moon, moon circus. Down. I call it new band name. That's a new Dan's like new band name. Moon circus. Moon circus. I like lunar circus better. That's pretty good too. Um, now, I mean, I, I like all this. I, I've kind of got a crazy one that I was working with. Uh, today but i might need to go take a little puff puff before i try to explain it yeah that sounds like a good deal i'll have a quick fill, fill up on a beer break here and we'll uh, get back to brain's theory we'll be right back all right we're back all right so since we're since we're talking crazy talk already like we're pretending that we've been to the moon uh i was thinking about it um i was having lots of uh thoughts about it earlier today and uh, on the weekend um and it brought me back to uh i was thinking that if if we go back to the nazis and you know their fabled mythical <laughs> weapon that they had uh the glocka right which was the nazi belt bring it back hey, to the nazis hey, man hey, got listen hear me hey, out bring it back to I, the nazis i listened to, i listened to you and you were telling me about all these lunar landings 
<laughs> I didn't say nothing. All about right. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we hear about de Glock, and what was de Glock, right? It's the Nazi bell, right? That's what we know. Like, we oh, don't really yeah. know what it was. <laughs> yeah, here we, we have, go. We have no idea. Or what it did. It, or if it existed. <laughs> but what I'm, what I'm saying is, is that I think... Um, the de Glocka, I think when the Nazis were really into their, like, you know, their mythical arts and stuff, they were collecting scrolls and, you know, um, old passages, like they were really into that kind of stuff that they just were deciphering like languages about some sort of bell or some sort of like reverberation. Um, and so that's where we kind of get the, 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 like the Nazi bell, uh, from and why that's important here is because you had all these scientists working on this and translating it um and so then when they crash the first the first spacecraft in and they see that they're like they see the reverberations or whatever what scientist takes a real interest in this well he's Warner von he's Braun. already the head Warner of it. von Braun yeah. Oh man, maybe that's why he, he was so, so into oh, he, I like this. getting to the moon. He's very interested now because he's going I've had I've had privy information of like all this like ancient knowledge and stuff Whoa, that we were back collecting. Backtrack, backtrack. Terrible, terrible. You got to be Warner von Braun right now. You can't be talking about all this in your normal voice. <laughs> I can do I can't. Let's go. There's a yeah, you got to. I'm too high. No, you got to. Only, Come on. I can either try to keep it together to explain this. Dastus und Wieck. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that is. Fucking um, weak. So Werner von Braun, he he's read all these texts and he is he's privy to all this information. And when he hears about this reverberation and someone says like, man, it rang like a bell. He like light bulb. He gets like a light bulb mo moment, right? So and he's like, holy fuck, all these things that I was reading when we were trying to make this like super this time travel device or something it i was reading about the moon right that's where the secret is so what i think back in the day um like in ancient times right what's that era you always like to talk about zell oh the younger dryas <laughs> younger dryas or something yeah. uh, who knows yeah. one of those times but We've been to Chichen Itza, and the one thing that they <laughs> constantly Dryas, talked older about. Dryas, teenage Dryas. Yeah, I don't know. What are just Dryas. Yeah. A lot of Dryas. <laughs> one, one, one of the Dryas. One of the Dryas. So when we were at Chichen Itza, right, everything about that pyramid was about the acoustics of it. And, you know, it lined up with the stars and something, and they said that people used to chant, and it would it would echo. And I thought if they were so interested in doing these kind of like lining up with the stars and stuff, that maybe when they like they knew that when the full moon was overhead, these pyramids were devices to amplify sound and they would sh like shoot essentially like their sound into the moon and reverberate it into the galaxy. Like it was like some sort of communication device. Like it's like the first leg of it. That's a it's a beacon. Galactic it's like a beacon, beacon for sound, right? Like it 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 reverberates. So maybe the moon, like all these earthquakes that we don't know about we're like why is it having so many that's stuff coming through from the other side we just haven't figured out how to put the messages together boom okay. that was my so, high theory so good, those are good, my high thoughts good theory i, <laughs> I got a lot here uh only <laughs> problem is that sound is doesn't travel through space it is a vacuum mm. <sighs> nobody can hear you yeah. scream man we learned that shit yeah. aliens and frequencies travel some type of, it could be shooting light frequency at the moon, making sure, it reverberate. I, yeah, I'm just saying we have to modify it a little bit. I'm. It, yeah, we got, no, I, I got, I got stuff. I got stuff. Okay, let's hear it. Zell's got stuff. I got stuff. You started with, He's got you stuff. started with Nazis and 
it ended up at the Mayans, so I want to take a yes. bet. <laughs> I want to, I want to Something just about crank. the Glocka. Some strong <laughs> weed, man. That's some strong fucking I just weed. I told you, I could only tap in because I was thinking about it while I was on the suite. I was like, the only way I can get back to remembering all this is to tap back into the source code. So that's what I had to I'm do. I'm going there. back to, because uh, Werner, Werner Braun, was it Werner Von Braun? Werner Von Braun. Yeah. Or is it Werner Brown? Or is it Brown? Yeah. Yeah. It's Brown. It's Brown. Von Braun. It's Brown. Anyways, so he's he's working. He's top not Nazi rocket scientist. They they lose, they lose. But he knows the greatest Nazi scientist in all of the world. I'm top Nazi scientist. So the Nazis get beat. The Allies beat them. Von Braun knew. Braden, he does your theory. He knew something about the moon that was like that was some type of like ET device, like a sound device, let's say. But he didn't get a chance to finish it because his rocket program was still relatively new. And he had this opportunity to bring that program to the States. And he, through his, his fucking big ass brain there, gets, <laughs> gets the Nazis, even though America, but I mean, it's a Nazi scientist. So a little bit of Nazi went to the moon at that time. What? A little bit the, of Nazi the, went to the moon? Well, I'm saying like it was a Nazi ingenuity, like one scientist <laughs> oh, who got them okay. to the moon. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm saying, saying like a little too, bit of Nazis, like a couple of Nazis went to the moon. I was like, oh. Well, like really tiny Nazis though, like a little bit of Nazis. Well, now we're getting, that's another like, theory, but that, so I'm yeah. saying that he had this theory, he had Braden's theory when he was in Germany, came to America and fulfilled it. And whatever the secret was they found on the moon, they got what they found or they found what they were looking for and they didn't have to go back because now that unleashed technology of secret space program, anti-gravitic craft and everything. What if, what if it was that monolith that what's his name said he saw on there? Oh, that picture! Are you talking about uh, was a Buzz Aldrin? It was Buzz Aldrin saw a fucking monolith on there. No, he Maybe said he said that it. about the moon of Mars, which is another mystery we've oh, talked about bad. before. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that before. But is hey, I tried. Hey, okay. no, you had you had you had moon, you had monolith, which is current yeah, with the I times. I heard moon and monolith and younger Dryas. Well, we'll get to younger Dryas. Don't you worry. Yeah, Coming soon. I'm talking about the teenage Dryas. <laughs> Anyways, the awkward years. Infant dryas. The awkward years of the teenage dryas. <laughs> the angst. <laughs> angst was experienced. Yeah, emo angsty. period. He had the a emo phase. Dryas. Can we talk about the emo dryas? Yeah. And that, that yeah. was the cold spell of a thousand years. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Turn the dial back right. from the, that theory. But, are we still going theories? Yeah, we, yeah. Going we got there, dude. We still got theories? We got theories going. Okay, listen. to This, this is something. It's probably fucking... So off and ridiculous. Perfect. Are you kidding me? But, did you just? Okay, so you know Brayden? how? Did you, like, did you not just hear what I said? Like two minutes. Ago? I like it, dude. Listen, <laughs> listen. When we did, when we did the fucking project paperclip or operation paper paperclip, I my theory said that like that information needs to exist for a reason, and I think that fucking von Braun was responsible for that and kept that shit alive and leaked those Nazi scientists so they could get a dog. Anyways, that's not what my theory is right now. Listen. Okay, so at the beginning, Dan's explaining how the moon, the moon is the reason why Earth is the way it is right now, right? It's the reason why we don't wobble fucking everywhere. It's the reason why we have seasons and tides and all that type of shit, right? Yeah. So essentially, we need this moon to exist the way we currently yeah. exist, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So what, what if one of these advanced civilizations that inhabited Earth, you know what I mean, knew that they needed this fucking moon and they created the moon to make Earth livable. Yeah, 100%. Did, we already, did we already say that? 
Yeah, I thought we said that. Talked about oh, this really? earlier. Yeah, it, it <laughs> you're literally telling. <laughs> what strange are you on? Yeah, that's fucking funny. I'm like, I we like this theory because we talked about this theory 25 minutes ago. Are you serious? <laughs> Where the, the first fuck theory. have I been? You know what? That's a, it. Just took Andrew 20 minutes to put the theory together. That's what it was. <laughs> that's fucking funny. Oh, but fuck, when did we great. talk about that? I like how you go- was that in the notes? I like how you got there on your own though. If you it, yeah. Apparently, that's the aliens up. put it there to terraform the planet to have life because life is rare. And yeah, we talked about that was. A, oh yeah, I heard terraform. Yeah, I picked up on that word. I just didn't know what it meant. And now then he slowly put it together. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got that's a good bad. theory, dude. I love it. Okay, okay. What happens if the Earth, or what happens if the Moon, is like some type of like escape thing for the uber fucking wealthy rich people? So when the there's, Earth implodes, they travel to the Moon. There's a resort up there, so they can fuck off. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like the whole, you know, what's in the moon, man? What's in the moon? It's a fucking resort for all the uber rich people with hookers and blow and everybody's having a good time. Moon coke. That was the real reason <laughs> yeah. for the Apollo missions was to establish the first, the foundation. Exactly. And they've been se- yeah. sending people like, back ever since through the secret space program. There you go. That's the escape fucking, yeah, screw- that's escape pod. Listen, Fuck, I can't I, believe that. I thought I was so fucking clever with my idea. <laughs> it's, and it's like it's fucking bullshit. It was a great idea. I don't. I I'm don't think that there is currently like an ultra rich retreat, but honestly, we're not too far off from it. I don't, I don't, I don't know <laughs> why you would really want at this point. I don't know why you would really want to live on the moon. Like it would, uh, yeah, there's the radiation, there's the moon dust, which like clogs everything. And apparently is very fine. And like, if you got some in your lungs, it's like breathing glass. That would suck. Also, like you would have to deal with the fact that, the reduced gravity on the planet would eventually like fuck your body up. Oh, they have a pill for that. Yeah. Got a pill for everything. They they got the same shit that (laughs) Mice Tyson has taken. They're on the same juice as Mice Tyson. He's doing fine. He just beat up Roy Jones. How come we don't have a bunch of jacked ass rich people? Not that we know about. They're on the moon. Have you seen? Have you seen Jeff Bezos before before he started Amazon? Look at the he's preparing. They're preparing right now in front of our eyes. Here's a question: Has anybody seen Jeff Bezos and The Rock in the same room together? Oh, I think Jeff Bezos morphed into The (laughs) Rock slowly after taking his drug. He evolved. (laughs) He evolved. Jeff Bezos has evolved into The Rock. Prove him wrong. He's. Yeah, maybe go. not involved in, Fuck maybe you. cloned himself into the rock. He's, there's two Jeff Bezos. One's just the rock. Uh, I'm so fucking shook right now that that might, that we I like your first, that. I like your first theory. No, better. I feel so <laughs> fucking stupid right now. It's, it's ridiculous. Great. I was like, listen, this is painful. Dude, man. you, you actually sold me right until the final line. And then I was like, Hey, we didn't, we talk, just talk about this. <laughs> oh my God. I've been, I've played way too many contact sports, like fucking way too many. Hey, it's, I, it was a great theory. You came up with it on your own. Or did you? I fucking I thought so. <laughs> okay, so now we I mean there's a lot of theories. We've talked the main theories, but let's go with now let's say if aliens are on the moon or they move the moon or whatever they did to the moon to put it there, where'd they come from? Why'd they do it? Let's go with more of those theories. Uh one of the theories is that they could have come from Mars. That Mars was, I mean, if you want to go with the theory or, you know, the hypothesis that perhaps Mars was habitable at some point and perhaps there was a civilization, an intelligent civilization on there, an advanced civilization. Thought we knew this. Thought, thought the Templars were on Mars. Did we just fucking talk about this? That's the next book. It's not out yet. 
So, uh, okay. yeah, I'll let Freddie Silva talk about that one <laughs> next time. <laughs> um, but if you if, if you go with that, you know, if you make the the assumption that there is an intelligence, perhaps whatever catastrophe uh, that befell the Martian planet in order to strip off its atmosphere and cause it to become the irradiated red wasteland that it is today, perhaps those intelligence uh, intelligences decided that the moon would be a either a stopover. You know, it would be in a place where like, okay, we need to stop here with our, you know, establish a moon base here on this planet. Or perhaps it was already there. Perhaps they had already started exploring our solar system and they had put a, you know, a base on the moon established because they're like, okay, our closest neighbor over there, Earth, seems to be similar to ours because we have, you know, we do have evidence to support that perhaps the Martian surface was at some time very, the the environment was similar to Earth, you know, having water, uh, perhaps maybe plants, even things like that, uh, and running water, uh, whatever, uh, similar atmosphere. So perhaps they were already planning on exploring or perhaps they were already beginning to think of colonizing our planet at some point. And so then they just, you know, they were on the moon already or they were in the process of going to the moon. They've established a base there. And then, you know, catastrophe happens. They get the people off the Martian surface that they could get off. Whatever, Battlestar Galactica, we're all here now. (laughs) <laughs> I I disagree only because I think we have I think we have some evidence on what could possibly be happening. I mean, we've had all these military generals come out and say there's a galactic federation. Mm. Just like all we have Two. all these different countries, you know, who don't get along, but we agree on one thing like the International Space Station for research, we that's like a peaceful area. This same thing for this Galactic Federation. There's all these alien species that they don't all get along and they don't all like each other, but they have these science facilities like the moon to, you know, watch us and terraform the planet. It's basically like a big Galactic Federation seeing if they can terraform planets. They're in the process of like practicing. It's kind of weird, though. Remember when that Israeli general was talking about this galactic he's, he's uh, like a organization? Scientist, not general. Um, satellite scientist. You know, and then we also the other general that you're talking about was the Canadian one. Oh, yeah. But remember how oh, the Israeli guy said it's only the United States and Israel that are involved in this. That, but that's he, I don't know if he said it like that or he meant that I know of. Like he knew oh, that okay. the U.S. and Israel were involved. I don't know if he was like it's only us, no one else. Well, Canada gets just, lumped in with the U.S. a lot, so he, maybe he, yeah, maybe he meant to say us, but he's like, oh, they're, you know, it's part of it. Same. Our allies, yeah. Same like, thing. Potato, potato. Yeah, yeah. Same shit. But that's what I, yeah, I think that too. Uh, well, I like that theory too. But that's just on, on Dan's theory, though. What about this? What if so Mars? Whatever happened to Mars was not a not a fast process, and Martian people learned to live with like the decreasing atmosphere and more rugged conditions, and they say it happened over thousands of years. They became accustomed more to like a moon climate than an earth climate. And they had to live on the moon for a while while they terraformed before they could leave. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right? I you know, there is, yeah, there would be the, I mean, you could probably support that by saying that the moon's reduced gravity would probably be easier on them than the earth's like increased gravity. Like it would probably be easier to make a transition from there or to there. Well, you, you, yeah, you set up there as like your forward operating base as you prepare to enter a planet with higher gravity, different atmosphere, or 
and all the rest that would go. Yeah. But I, I would think that if this happened, you know, millions of years ago, that's the only, that's the only kind of hitch I have in these things. If these, if the, if you go with the terraforming idea that they're somehow terraforming our planet, like why are they making it, letting us run it into shit? Like not just with atomic weapons and shit, but other, other problems. You know, and we I'm not are saying, the like, Martians. I'm not saying like some people say like, oh, like the atmosphere, you know, we're you're gunking it up with CO2. We're raising the, the things. I was like, no, what about all the fucking plastic in the ocean? There's a trash island that floats around the Pacific. Like nobody wants that. <laughs> if you're a reptilian or anybody, you don't fucking want a goddamn ocean filled with nothing. Like all the all the plants and animals dying off. Like what? No, here's the thing. <laughs> it does make sense. If you have an agreement in this galactic federation that you're not, this is a research facility. We're going to try to do this. And you have like a do not interfere with the process, right? <laughs> and no one expected us. We're unexpected. So now it's like you have these outlying countries that have little more or outlying members, you know, the short grays, the tall grays, the reptilians, all these people who are more a little bit more powerful in the Galactic Federation are breaching that because they're like, holy shit, these things are crazy. The, we didn't think we could create this. And so they're coming down and they're kind of meddling when they're not supposed to. It's a, it's literally a research facility. Yeah, I like that. It's what it's meant to be. Yeah. That's what I think. We're back to that. We're back to a science experiment research facility. Truman Show. Truman Show. Truman Show. Reality, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. uh, the Milky Way's best reality show, Earth. Dude, it, <laughs> it probably would be. <laughs> oh my god especially 2020, 2020 would be when civilization stop being civilized television. and get real <laughs> yeah. earth earth <laughs> <laughs> makes sense uh, I wouldn't be yeah, surprised I would think that we would be more of a joke than anything else it would just be like yeah it would be you know they, their version of Sir David Attenborough narrating <laughs> our yeah. insane lives of what just we do the destructive nature yeah. of <laughs> yeah. humanity. Just Zell shitting in an alley. <laughs> <laughs> they got that on tape. That's on there forever. It's been broadcast throughout the universe. They got Zell's fucking half Hortons in Pasadena. Jesus. It's, the, it's one of the top uh, viewed fuck. videos on galactic YouTube. <laughs> Braden painted the side of a subway station. <laughs> oh, that's true too. The man who shat out COVID. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Took a shit. COVID, hey, COVID started in Canada not far after. This, um, well, I'll say it now. When did we do the Ouija? When did we do the Ouija three episode? Was it in November 2019? Not sure. Don't yeah, remember. Yeah, it was pod week last year. Locked that out of my brain. But Which was November, as as October, it November. October last year, yeah. I just remember you saying, let's, I open the portal to the gates of hell and then we never close the board and look, look how things have turned out. I for did us. say, I. Open all portals <laughs> to the gates of hell. And then I did not change. Way to go, Whoops. Zell. Way to fucking go. You know what? There's a bunch of people playing Ouija board that night. I'm not taking full credit. Yeah, but they probably closed it probably. They didn't leave it up in the studio with the planchette on it. Just begging like, please, please, Zazuba or whoever the fuck you're trying Zozo. to raise from hell Anyways, to curse everybody. Uh, we're getting way off topic now. Fuck. Why don't we get, should we do final thoughts? Sure. What's Zell? What's your final thoughts on the right, movie? If I'm going, if I'm stretching for theories, because obviously there was not, there's not a lot to this. But if you're going for theories, I don't think the moon is hollow for many reasons. But I'm not saying that there's not. It, it is. It's proven that it's filled with volcanic like lava tubes that could house civilization. It is in a precarious spot or a very convenient spot for our planet. It seems too close for how big the moon is to the planet. 
So if there was a super intelligent God species, let's say, let's call them God, the all powerful, they, they are God, every God is this God, let's say. And that's what they're doing. They're terraforming civilization and they create life. And that's, that's, they've become that advanced that they pushed this rock to this planet because like, this will be perfect. We'll check back in, you know, 500 million years and oh, there's the first, oh, now we've got our first life climbed out of water, whatever the theory of evolution, however it started exactly. And then, you know, billion, millions and millions of years later, we got, uh, we got humans. And this is all part of the plan of this, of this species, of this God race, God ETs. Precursors. Not, so, not, yeah, not hollow, solid body, filled, but was pushed here on purpose. If you're going for terraforming and like a all-powerful civilization, why not? Next. Did Brayden turn into a Picasso painting over there? Yeah, I don't know. What, uh, I don't I, know what no, he's I've, I've got the just the same issue uh, plaguing Cyberpunk 2077 release. <laughs> Slow render. Uh, <laughs> I I like that a lot, but um, if we're going right down to what the moon is, it's you know it was just a uh, just a copy paste from another moon uh, into our uh, digital world. So simulation, the yeah, hologram. Some, it, it's just, that's why it doesn't move, because they're like, eh, we don't have to worry about the, like how much detail we putting into this. this lazy coding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got to make them all spin. Fuck it. Just leave a couple. Yeah, leave them. Tie to luck it. <laughs> sure. Um, I definitely don't think it's hollow. Uh, we have, for many reasons, like Zell said, but one of them mostly is math. There's math, you know, the way <laughs> you call it the point of inertia, where you basically calculate. It's called math. It's the math. The math proves that it's not hollow. So I'm going to say it's not hollow because of math. Um, you can look at point of inertia if you want to look it up and all the formulas that are therein. There's math that gets complex it's not real hollow. quick. Or if yeah. there is something, if there is like, if it is hollow, the density inside would have to be unrealistically, like, unless there's a mini black hole inside the moon. I don't know. Maybe there is. But um, then it would have to be something like that. But, um, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't go with like it's a it's an artificial creation because it's like if you have the ability to create a, a, a structure that large that massive that affects a planet so and you're able to calculate make the calculations that uh, it needs to sit at a certain distance and able to you know enable you know perhaps to even perhaps it makes some significance that it, it perfectly blots out the sun at some dates for some reason um, why not just make the planet without a moon why not just make the man the planet perfect well yeah why but that does get smacked with debris I, it's why not put it somewhere where you wouldn't get smacked with debris why, why why not just make a why not just make a solar system without debris yeah <laughs> yeah what happened to the skype it looks like i'm wearing dan as a face <laughs> it's a good thing <laughs> Um, but yeah, final thought is moon's really cool. Uh, we're going to start learning tons about the moon in, in the next few decades. And so there are lots of mysteries to be solved about the moon. Uh, if you're getting into astronomy and stuff and you feel like doing that, do it. Like if I can, we're going to check that, figure out all the mysteries of the moon. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's get them. Andrew. I refrain from any more theories for the rest <laughs> of the, my podcast. He career, gave his theory. Forever. He was denied his theory. Holy Christ. That was horrible. That was great. I've had a lot of embarrassing moments on this podcast. That's got to be the it most. It was more funny. embarrassing because you keep saying it's embarrassing. 
Yeah, keep bringing it up. Oh, dude, I kissed. I can't live it down. I can't not. Well, it's Facebook group's like, not going to let you live it down because that's yeah, not. definitely not now. Oh no, man, get ready for the I'm memes. Done. Meme Central coming up. Deploy the memes. Yeah, yeah. I tap out. I'm tapping out. That's it for me. All right, let's get into uh, a little bit of lackluster space news. You know it's good when you got to preface it with lackluster. I just honestly had to let, like, just, it's a slow week for space news. There's not a lot of good space news. Not a lot of good articles, not a lot of exciting things. I mean, goddamn, we could we could have just done a monolith check-in, bunch of new more monoliths, some in Canada popping up. Hundreds. Um, hundreds everywhere. Um, these just copycat things. Maybe I guess we'll see. I I want one. I'm gonna have one yeah, in my if yard. I, one if day. I find one, I'm taking it. <laughs> yeah. Um. What did I have here? Um. Virgin Galactic Spaceship Two uh, fails to fire on attempt to reach space. Uh, they're having a bunch of setbacks. Um. We've been kind of documenting it, what seems to be setback to after setback for Virgin Galactic, but um. They, uh, the latest outing was brought to a premature end due to rocket failure. The vehicle failed to reach space after detaching from its mothership. So, unfortunate setback, but when you have endless amounts of money and all the brightest people in the room, I'm sure they'll get there. Did uh, did Musk tweet at Bezos about being a <laughs> shitty uh, space, space Isn't engineer? Virgin Galactic? That's Richard Branson. Branson. Right? Oh, wait, yeah, sir, which Richard one's Branson. is Amazon? Uh, Amazon's like Blue Origin yeah, or something. Yeah, blue oh, something. yeah, yeah. Origin Blue? Something. Origin. Origin Blue or something like that. So, but eh, they'll get there. Some space news. They'll what else there. did we have here? Got to talk um, about the Starship prototype. Oh, yes. The one that's going to take uh, humans to Mars, uh, SpaceX. They're testing their Starship and, and it ended up crashing, but it was all a success. It was just a minor. <laughs> Miscalculation on uh, the re- on the on the landing. So it should be I guess. Planet Express. Planet Express nailed yeah. it. <laughs> but they said they gathered tons of data and they'll be testing again. And uh, they're there's no on mistakes, track, I guess. just more data. <laughs> yep. Nothing goes to waste when you blow up a five hundred million dollar spaceship. And Dan, what did you had a cool one you wanted to talk about? Oh, you put, everybody's been posting one about the uh, the the uh, space highways. Oh yeah. So there's like super a, highways. They made it. Well, it's not, it's not really a discovery. People kind of knew about these things, but it's really, they, they've kind of modeled them now or they've discovered better ways to, to find these, what are described as space super highways. It sounds cool. So it's a good for a headline, but they are essentially kind of like, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to explain it. It's like a, it's like a gravitational tube kind of, which allows you to travel faster than you normally would. It, like, um, uh, I think some of the biggest ones they said they were talking about, like perhaps like a like a one of these super space highways between Jupiter and Neptune instead of taking decades or instead of taking like hundreds of years to get somewhere. It takes a, a body, you know, things like comets or asteroids or stuff that they get kind of pulled into these space highways and they go a lot faster than they normally would. So instead of taking hundreds of years to get to a place, it takes like decades. But it's pretty neat. It's so cool it's a, stuff. So guys, like, it's a space hyperloop. Kind of. Yeah. It's like uh, just finding these things are we're, we're better able to detect them now. So now it's, uh, you know, these things are kind of popping up 
all over the place. I think they have these other things. I didn't look fully into it. I know I've heard about Lagrange points. Like I've right. heard, of, I've heard of that. I've heard that terms before. So ZZ, ZZ yeah, Top song, yeah. right? Um, yeah. So okay. I, I know I've heard of them. I didn't go really deep into it, but from the article that they, they mentioned them, uh, but these like gravitational tubes that would just allow you to kind of either accelerate faster or something like that. But I know, I know like a lot of, they were saying that a lot of, uh, most of their data came from the analyzing of like uh, comets and like a, a kind of stuff traveling through our solar system. And they they put all the data together and observations of these things happening. They're like, hmm, some of this stuff's kind of moving in a certain pattern. They're moving a little bit faster through these areas. What's going on there? And then they kind of like put it all together and they're like, oh, this is there's fucking super. There's a space highway. You're going to ride it all night long. So... <laughs> So if we can find one of these space highways, we can cut down our solar system travel. Potentially. Yeah, I guess you'd, you'd probably call it like a more efficient way. Like you probably wouldn't need as much propulsion or something like that. Could, there's, there's, there's probably some practical application, but I wasn't, I'm not, a, I'm not smart enough to put it all we're together not, yet. <laughs> we're not there yet, but we are starting to detect yeah, them. It's, it's, it's cool to know about. So they're like, this is really neat. Uh, we haven't really figured out how we're going to use this in the future yet. I don't think, but uh, it's kind of cool to know. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, that's pretty much all I had for space news. I didn't think I had any more. No, the sun is active again. So get ready for him. Yeah. Get ready for you know what? Get ready for your favorites. But we're not going to look them up. Look at your current, at your space weather in your local region. Keep I go, I use spaceweather.com. It's good shit. That's my favorite. All right. X3 has been dismantled. The Randomatron X3 is no more. It lived X3. It lived for a few years, couple rebuilds, couple tech upgrades, but she she kicked it. So Dan sent me a bunch of parts that he said would make a better one. So I've been putting putting them together. It's not quite done, but it is, I think, half functional. <laughs> I sent Zell a dual quantum discerning engine uh, that allows our new X4 to spit out even double the amount of segments possibly because it's quantum and nobody knows how it works. Uh, it's so, even more random than the X3. Yes, that would be true. But it has some more settings and can be dialed in. And I think it's going to feature a couple of new things that will be coming. They're not, it's not, this is the, this is the beta test. Yeah, we haven't, we haven't, we haven't calibrated it yet. We haven't we have fully calibrated yet. It's still uh we're still warming up the uh, the the miniature black hole containment field needs to be uh, <laughs> tweaked a little bit. Uh, the rotation is yep. not exactly as fast as we'd like it to be. So uh, we're working on it. Don't like. Also, let's not forget here that I contributed a little bit. I sent you that VGA to RGB cable. <laughs> Oh, right. That was the final, the final, uh, the final thing. Yeah. yeah. Life RGB yeah. is life. I mean, gotta yeah. have that in there. Yeah. It's gotta look cool. Well, so we could hook it up to the TV. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. I contributed just about as much as I contribute to the podcast on a regular basis. Andrew, <laughs> did you send in a VGA to RGB cable? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's pretty yeah, fucking cool. That was, pretty, that was nice. That was that's nice. Cool. He did that. Yeah. Got a couple extra USBs hanging around if you need one. One of those car charger. I'm gonna need. A, do you have a mini uh, HDMI? That's what I'm looking for. Probably not. Perfect. Got no. I got a fucking cord, a power cord for a normal Nintendo. You can have one of those. Gotta give maybe it back, rig though. that to work. 
anyways, the, yeah, the Randomatron, okay. it's almost done. So this week, shouldn't be, it's not going to be too crazy, but some stuff is coming for the Randomatron. So let's load it up. Sounds fancy. Ooh. It's purring. Dial up. Okay. Upgraded. It's going. Yeah. That's the sound a mini black hole makes if you didn't if you didn't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, it's still got a fan favorite locked into it though. Right. I'm. I just want to really quickly say I'm. I'm really glad we stuck with the the dial up to Morse code option for the Randomatron. We went from. Uh, <laughs> I think did we go backwards in technology? <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like this like connecting those three things has got to be more tech than. I couldn't this. agree yeah, more. We're connecting many different generations of tech there. What, yeah. What's that machine you sent me, Dan? That prints it off. What the teletype? Yeah, teletype. That's yeah. what that is. Yeah, yep. teletype. That finishes off a nice teletype. Oh, good. Yeah, <laughs> it's the peak of innovation. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you have to go. You have to go back <laughs> before you go forward. So, yeah. Yep. Makes sense. One step back, then we go forward. Yeah. Makes sense. All right, mongoose file. So at the beginning of these things, as we know, it's happened to a friend of a friend of a friend of mine. But obviously, it's easier for me to tell the story when I put it in first person. So. This particular event takes place in a city, desert-like climate, maybe in the interior of, you know, I don't know, we could say potentially like British Columbia. You know, that makes sense, wouldn't you say? I'd say so. Yeah, I think it works. This particular call comes in. It's a call that comes in often. Um, we They're coded as wellness checks. Right. Uh, comes in. Haven't been able to get a hold of my parent for the last three days. My parent is suffering from multiple comorbidities, a few different types of cancers. Parent is not answering their phone, and that's very peculiar for them. Um, so what they'll do in these situations is they'll dispatch an ambulance to go in and just, you know, what, do what they call as a wellness check and make sure they're okay. A couple red flags go off right away, you know, the illnesses. The fact that it's in a field, in a trailer, you know, kind of spells maybe things aren't going to be going well. We, you know, I look at my partner and say, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and lean towards maybe this person's not with a living anymore. But uh, yeah, so hop in the ambulance, make our way to this place. And like I stated before, it was in a trailer on a uh, apple orchard. And as we approach this trailer, it's, you know, it's somewhat run down, a little bit sketchy. And you're just like, you kind of, you're reading the vibe already. There's random junk, you know, you get your car on the cinder blocks, that type of stuff. And you're just like, ah, I'm just getting a bad vibe from this. We approach the door to this camper. Knock, knock, knock. No answer. Hello, anybody there? No answer. Nothing. So my partner grabs the door and pops the door open. As soon as he pops the door open... A dog just bolts oh. out of the camper, and we're right by the highway. So I looked at my partner, and I'm like, holy shit, 
I'm gonna go try and track down this dog before it gets hit by a car. He's like, no problem. I got the, I'll go, I'll do the wilderness check, grab your radio. So I take off after this dog and this is officially my mission. I'm gonna get this dog safely back to whoever needs to see it, you know, and I don't want it to get hit. So I'm talking 15, 20 minutes of working magic here. You know what I mean? Well, hey, uh, I take off my- these, Did you do some of these? <laughs> Come on, buddy. Come on. It's okay. It's okay. And he was, you know, he wanted nothing to do with me. Like I'm seeing teeth. I'm seeing everything. Guy hates me. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's because I look like fucking Darth Vader. So I unstrap my respirator, you know, cause COVID take off my glasses, everything face shield. And I'm like, okay, am I a little bit more friendly now? Dog's still kind of snarling. I'm like, oh, maybe he's racist. I don't know. I'm not going <laughs> to judge. So after another about 10 minutes, I win him over. Next thing you know, he's he's in my arms. He's licking my face. He's beautiful, beautiful dog. Half blue healer, just like my dog. Beautiful dog. I'm holding him and he's licking my face. Even gets me in my mouth a little bit. Like, you know, like cute stuff. Beautiful just dog. Like We've bonded. I'm even, I'm even thinking in my head, I'm like, you know what? If this man has met his unfortunate demise, I'm going to take this dog home with me. You know what I mean? Like, I, I would adopt this dog. It's such a wonderful dog. And I, you know, smile on my face, come trotting up. And, you know, and I can see my partner kind of keeled over. And I'm like, hey, man, everything okay? And he's like, nope. Ooh. You know, and next thing you know, I kind of see that he's vomiting. And I'm like, oh, that's bizarre. Must be pretty gross. And then he kind of, you know, sits up, wipes his mouth, looks over me. And he first thing he says is, put that fucking dog down. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, just put the fucking dog down. I'm like, no, man, like it's going to bolt. Like, let's at least get a leash. And he says, just put the fucking dog down now. And I'm like, oh, okay. no, put the dog down. He proceeds to take me into the trailer. And unfortunately, so with these situations, you need two, you and your partner to diagnose the death, even though it's an obvious death. And in this case, it was most definitely an obvious death, a death that had taken a place probably about three to four days previous. We've got rigor, lividity, um, and something we don't actually see very often. Mm. The entire front of this man's face was completely licked clean. Bone? Bone. This is not a normal occurrence. The coroner shows up and confirms exactly what we're all suspecting that the dog licked his owner's face clean because he was trapped in there for so many days got hungry for four it days delicious face and meat. he wouldn't wake up yeah and I got a little delicious French mm -hmm. from said dog never I, knew it. Dog. I thought that was a weird detail to add at the time <laughs> yeah and I should have oh known. yeah no that is yeah. disgusting me and my partner How'd it taste? bonded over vomiting together for probably about 15 minutes. It was fantastic. It was yep. good. By, by transitive property, it was grand. You know, uh, you're a cannibal now. <laughs> yeah, by apparently. transitive property. <laughs> so, um, you know, moral of the story, don't French no. dogs. Or don't no. let them French you. Yeah. Never, it's not good. It's never been a problem. It's not fucking Has good. your friend of a friend no. ever seen a pet eat a corpse? Not a dog. Not Usually a fucking cats. dog ever. Cats will eat you. We will remove a cat. They're waiting for you to die. Cats, within minutes of dying, a cat will eat your fucking nose and your earlobes. Um, what I we, believe it. What we ended up coming up with later is the fact that we thought that potentially the dog was just trying to wake 
his owner by licking his face See, and ended up licking. Yeah, then he got when a taste he told me that, that's like, what mm. I thought. I thought he was just licking because he's like, "Wake up, come on, you can wake up," and then just like kept doing yeah. it because well, the dog was obviously the in like some brought, trauma too. It was, it's a sad story all around. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, I think our friend of a friend got the worst end of the deal, but yeah, anyways, I think that dog did. He was stuck there. Yeah. Poor guy. You know what? I'm feeling a little bit queasy. <laughs> yeah, that's uh no thank you. All right. Mongoose out. All right. If you don't know yet, if you don't know, we have got a second show, go check it out called Cosmic Channels. We got I think I've got got up to 12 episodes by Wednesday. We'll be out there, so check it out. Listen on Spotify as we prefer, but you can find it anywhere you get podcasts. All right. News Patreon supporters this week. There it is. Chase Lovelace. Ronnie B. Connor McShakenbake. Awesome. Garrett Edwards. Christian Flowers. Ryan Nixon. Jens John. Austin Glidden. Brandon Webster, Alan Otway, Otway, Noah AP, Keith Bell. I recognize this name from a while ago. They're back. Not Agent Mulder in disguise. We know it's you. Agent Mulder. Yeah. <laughs> Brian Tracano and Olivia thank you very much for supporting the show if you're not already head over to our Patreon you can find the link in the podcast description for early access bonus content and a whole bunch of other goodies alright Andrew's got our theory of the week oh yeah theory of the week that's what we missed let's put it over top of the theme song here our theory of the week is Ryan Nixon guy's been absolutely all over our socials he's been personal messaging us He's been posting cool shit. Guy's a beauty. There you go. Theorite of the week. If you want to be Theorite of the week, you just got to be engaged in the community. Send us memes, funny stuff, makes us laugh and share with each other. Just be an all-around awesome Theorite, and uh, you will be considered for Theorite of the week. And as we always say at the end of these things, keep those eyes on the skies. See you in After Hours. <laughs> <laughs>